everyone today i'm with a production duo that is most notably in my opinion worked with one of my favorite artists and previous podcast guests azizi gibson and today we're gonna be covering how they traverse through the music industry and the connections they've made and uh, the placements they've made as well it's my pleasure to introduce jg and galen of holy beats hey how's it going hell yeah nice to Nice to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Of course. I'm a fan of your guys' work, so I'm excited that you guys came on the podcast. Appreciate that. Appreciate the love. Thank you. So how long have you guys been a production duo? Um, For a production duo, uh, I think about, we first started producing together in about, uh, I think, 2015 or so, or maybe 2014, but um, JG and I have known each other since uh, sixth grade, so um, I think... You know, it's uh, at this point about 20 years. Um, I think we were probably like around 10 when we first met, maybe some 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 age around there. Um, and then, um, yeah, we, we have always been friends. And then we kind of had started doing music separately, um, you know, at a, in, in our late teens and whatnot. And then we kind of reconnected um, in, you know, around 2014 uh, and started trying to do stuff together and just kind of one thing led to another. We realized we like working with each other and it was easy to do. And, um, and so since then we've been, we've been holy beats. And you guys have always been in LA or have you guys moved around at all? No, always been in LA, born and raised, never lived anywhere else. Definitely have traveled, but I don't think, uh, I would personally ever live anywhere else, especially at this point with the music industry being here, kind of a locked in, if you know what I mean? Isn't that kind of rare though, for people to be born and raised in LA? Yeah, especially in the music industry. Totally agree. Um, we, we run into a, we have like a, a pretty close group of friends that are actually all in that same uh, situation, all from here. But besides that, most everyone we work with has, uh, you know, moved here from somewhere else to pursue their dreams. So, and, and did you guys each have like credits by your own before you guys met up to become a duo? Or did you guys not really get attention until mm-hmm. you guys were a duo? Not, I wouldn't say, but not necessarily before, maybe like a little bit here and there, but, um, we, we do have things separately now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, we kind of started this as a duo. Like we really yeah. started trying to get placements as a duo and then 
you know, stuff started coming, you know, where someone like maybe needed something that he could do or something that I can do. And then we all, we now have separate placements as well, but we definitely started trying to do this together on a more serious level. Hmm. And like, were you guys always focused on production or like, were one of you guys fucking like a rapper or singer or are you guys? No, like- <laughs> uh, we, I song, right. I okay. love, I love songwriting. I get on the mic all the time. Um, but I'm not ever looking to release that. I love, I love to hear my ideas like portrayed by an artist and you know um i i i we've i i don't know want to speak for him as well but being behind the scenes is definitely the role that i would like to be in yeah absolutely it's it's um i would say like the core of what we do is is for sure production but um you know we will do the songwriting as well um uh you know when either we have an idea or whatnot and you know we can just put down a demo and you never know what it can be used for mm-hmm. um so um but yeah we we definitely both like being behind the scenes um you know i, I don't think really either of us have artist aspirations nah. uh, so right. those times have passed no, yeah I'm just kidding <laughs> Do, so it's probably harder for a producer to get like attention than a artist spotlight wise at least right oh yeah oh yeah it's really about just uh once you get into the industry of course like we really started this and we're like, okay, let's try to make as cool and good of beats as we can. And then you get in the industry and you realize that's like the very smallest part of it. It's really like all about making connections and, you know, getting in with certain people and, you know, just continuing to grow those connections and expand more off that. Because without that as a producer, like you said, it's like hard to even get your name out there. Like it's, but you know, someone like you, who's a big fan of Azizi was like, you know, Oh, like, immediately knows holy beats because we have we closely collaborated with him for a long time but that's not going to be everybody so working with other producers and other people that and other artists that have been able to get our name out there further that's really what helps the most yeah you guys have some like crazy placements like weren't you on like euphoria one of your songs or something like that oh yeah i had a i had a placement on euphoria um a song that i did with a friend uh, of mine he's a producer hurt boy ag and then another guy uh, uh foster who's another producer we did a song for an artist called Lil Dude that ended up on a episode one of Euphoria. That was pretty cool. Um, but as Holy Beats, yeah, we've done we've done some cool stuff. We uh, we ended up doing one uh, with a Latin artist named Nathaniel Cano um, and uh, Snoop Dogg actually hopped on it with a couple of oh, other shit. artists. So that that was pretty cool. Definitely. Damn. So how do you, how do you guys go make go about making connections? Like, is it just like sending beat tapes and packs to people or? Is it, are you are you guys uh, going into like different oh, buildings? I apologize. I just so I just want to make sure that I like correctly say this. That one that Latin song mm-hmm. with Snoop Dogg was with one of our close producer friends, Sweet Sound, who he actually set up the whole thing, and we're very grateful for it. I just want to make sure right. to always include everybody. Shout out Sweet Sound. Um, but a lot of I mean, it, it things come about in different ways. Um, you know, some things um, have just been you know, kind of cold emails, finding people's emails and sending them a pack of beats and DMing them or something. Um, and then, um, you know, it, it just uh, connections are for sure the most important part of, of the music industry. Um, you know, personal connections with um, artists, obviously, other producers that might be connected to, an, uh, you know, an artist outside of your network, um, engineers, mm-hmm. um, you know, people at a label and all managers all yeah. anybody yeah anybody. honestly anybody who's who's down to connect and is has a relationship with someone who we don't we're going for it at least trying it you know at least we're gonna no matter what if someone sets something up session meeting i'm gonna go i'm gonna go at this point try it out and you know see how it goes so that's really like that's probably the best way to expand out here at least that we've found so far 
That makes sense because I feel like even as like a media guy, I feel like I'm kind of in the background too. And I feel like because I understand what it means to be in the background, you understand how important those background connections are. Like, I, I don't think people realize, but like half the time a, an artist is on tour, at least the touring manager or their manager is at that concert with them. So like I've gone to tons of concerts and be like, I'd love to interview your artist because the fucking tour is like just in the back, you know? I mean, the manager's mm-hmm. right, in the back. Right, right. So it's, I think it's important to, and then like, you know, interviewing a manager, that'll give me a connection. Like I've, I've had managers on the podcast and then that gives me a connection to someone if they know another manager that knows another artist or something like that. So it's all about mm-hmm. making that web. I feel like a lot of people feel like making that web means connecting with the biggest artist, but sometimes it's connecting with those, the light men, even the camera guys, even. <laughs> right. For sure. Yeah. You never know. You never know. And that's the thing is that like, you know, out here, like, in this industry we're like really out here for ourselves you know at the end of the day like there's no there's no one telling you you have to be you have to do this you have to go here you have to do this today so you know like trying really just like using every opportunity and like staying open is like something that's become really important for us and just you know like you said talking to everyone don't don't just like oh i need to specifically i only want to work with the biggest guy like no getting there on the way is like meeting those people is just as important yeah definitely and like that's another thing we've realized too i would say is that like you know the product that you have in our case beats and you know and demos and things like that is is obviously super important and you want to have like good product to back up you know um for these these times you meet up meet these people and be able to send them stuff but it's only like such a tiny portion it's like a lot of it is um is being in the right place at the right time is um is making these other connections where you can even have the opportunity to send these out because you could be the most talented producer ever and not know anyone and you're just going to have all these crazy beats just sitting on your computer right mm-hmm. not going anywhere and so you know that's obviously a core part of it is you know um, having good solid production but without having any sort of opportunities or a, like a vessel to send these off and and get them out and for people to hear um, you know, being connections and whatnot, um, you know, nothing's going to happen. Right. So as like a, as a producer, how do you know if you're actually in the industry or not? Like if you land one of your mm-hmm. songs with like a big artist, does it automatically mean you're a producer in the in- industry? That's what you think at first. Um, especially even like, you know, you get a cut, like someone cuts something and mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, I made it, you know, like, <laughs> especially like in the very beginning, but no, it's really about just like, one thing there okay there is that one song that will change your life and we've seen it happen you know like with with people and it it does but that's not how i've at least how how i try to operate i'm not like working just for that one song just keep going and making like the best possible stuff and every day as long as it continuously gets better i've seen it we've only really been like i like without another job i've really been doing this for three years and seen it every, every day quality goes up more people start working on it you start meeting more people. So I think focusing on that, like, you know, just that one big one is not, it's, it's not the best route, but you know, once, if you can land it, that's amazing. Yeah. Big win. Wait, what was your guys' last jobs then? Like nine to five jobs. Uh, uh, my, my last like legitimate job was I was working at a, um, I worked for a delivery company for a little bit. And then before that I was doing a, uh, I worked for a commercial furniture company. Ooh. Yeah. It's a little bit different. Yeah, I uh, that delivery company. I hired him. I was running the HR department at that <laughs> company. That was my final job. Speaking of connections, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys have always been friends. Yes. Yes. Yeah, way okay. before any of the like, we've always 
like enjoyed the same music, listened to hip hop, always like had the same taste and everything. But like we just it, we didn't not until after college did we like even really like start like we had like some certain maybe softwares on our laptops, but I never really dug in, you know, it was just kind of there. I was like, oh, I, I could try this. It was like, right. but then once we finished college and we like were able to kind of like work together in a studio environment, it was like, oh, okay, this is something that I really would enjoy and like to do. And did you go to college for uh, music or something no. else? Oh, no, for uh, unrelated. Yeah, for <laughs> business um, specialization, hospitality management actually is what I went to. College and, for. and has that helped you out at all? Or yeah, it's actually, it's, okay. I mean, just having those, it's regular business type stuff, anything finance. I feel like, I feel like it puts me ahead of the game with, then a lot of producers who just kind of go straight into producing because I can understand a lot of the other side of things. Cause, and especially just like, we were just talking about the jobs from before, like mm -hmm. just having to keep a routine, having to keep a schedule, having to like work the regular life and just handle things in a, in a normal day, like has helped talk to managers has helped emailing with, you know, you know, in all these type of situations when it comes to the non music side of things. Right. So and and how, how do producers like make money? Like, is it, is how like average producers make money the same way you guys make money? Or is it like through TV placements or is it just selling beats or? So there's, there's definitely like a wide range of ways to make right. money. I think the, for us, the most um, profitable are usually either um, an advance or a producer fee. Once you, once an artist records on a song and it decides to release it. Mm. Um, and then as well, we will always get um, publishing, which is your royalties um which is anytime a song is streamed or um you know played somewhere um we get a small percentage you know each time it that's played right um and that's pretty common for you know producers um and then you know aside from that um we'll do other little opportunities like for example we do um a lot of the music for Bruce Lee's Instagram or his foundation at this point his family oh wow um, so yeah. like that's another route, you know, doing, um, wait, how'd you get connected with Bruce Lee's foundation? You know, Bruce Lee's from Seattle or had spent some time in Seattle at least. I actually did not know that no, he was from, or spent time in Seattle. We were working with one of an early artists that we had worked with. Um, yeah. uh, family member because was connected with them. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. yeah wow. One of his family members works, uh, was working, um, for the, the foundation at the time. And, um just kind of it's like hey same like, kind of thing yeah you know would you guys want to send some stuff and like yeah absolutely and you know never really thought anything about it but a couple months later they got back to us and were like hey you know we'd like the stuff and so they uh, ended up putting it in their instagram posts and and whatnot and that was i think in 2015 or 2016 so you yeah. know, we've basically been doing that on the side since and then you know yeah. in addition to that like um, when songs do come out, there are opportunities like the Euphoria thing you were mentioning, where uh, you know a song will get picked up for a television show or you know movie or, or whatnot. So those are other ways to um, get paid and and you know yeah, people do like beat stores and stuff, you know like online beat sales. And I see that works for a lot of producers. Um, we put our stuff on websites like you know Beat Stars and some of the other websites where people sell their stuff like that for leases and um, just to more random artists. We haven't like it we haven't like even really dug too deep into that world, but you know, if it's something that that's something that requires like a whole nother level of like promo right. and like YouTube and stuff like that, we have the channels, but we don't really, we don't, we wouldn't use that as our main thing. Like he said, locking in with artists, getting placements, advances, percentages of the publishing and masters, definitely the way that we go about it. But that's not to say it's the only way. 
Got it. And I just looked it up. Bruce Lee and Brandon Lee are both buried in Seattle. I, I completely forgot. Mm. I think Bruce Lee went to UW or something. I'm, I could be completely wrong. Oh, wow. But like, it's crazy they're buried here in Seattle. You got to stop by. And wow. See. <laughs> Yeah, yeah we got to pay our respects, respects, for sure. So do you guys have, like, any, um, are you guys going to be dropping, like, a project at all? Like, as a Holy, Holy Beats project? I don't feel like, you guys don't have any projects out, do you? No, not not um, as, like, like Holy Beats, but we've we've definitely thought about it, especially with certain artists who we've locked in with. We haven't actually gone forth and done that yet, but um, it's definitely something we'd be interested in doing. Mm-hmm. For sure. And how do yeah. you, you guys make the ZZ Gibson connection, by the way? Uh, you want to tell? Yeah, uh, we had met. Um, we were working at a studio at the time, um, and uh, it was in this, you know, big building. And in the um, in the building, there's probably fifteen to twelve different studios. The room we were working out of, um, his engineer worked right next to us, and we Ooh, just kind of Lawrence. Uh, yeah, yeah Lawrence. I love um, Lawrence. Lawrence is my shout guy. Out Lawrence. Great, great guy. <laughs> shout also, out Lawrence. He's I think man. he just got engaged too. So yeah. shout out to Lawrence. Yes. Congrats, Congrats, Lawrence. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we just kind of befriended him, um, just you know, from being in the same spot all the time, and you know, um, and then after a while, you know, we never really um, uh, we never really pushed that on him at all. Uh, he knew what we did, and. Um, one day he was like, Hey, you know, Azizi's looking for some beats. Like I'd love to send you guys or send, you know, some of your guys' stuff to him. And, um, you know, we were super appreciative of that. We had, you know, at the time that was probably, yeah, probably one of the first, like, yeah. First, first time we were ever like had someone be like, Hey, I'm going to send your beats to this artist. So yeah. That was, wow. that was really cool. And yeah. just from there, you know, he ended up cutting, cutting to a couple of them. And, um, we had, we had kind of briefly met him in, not in that context, just, I think one day he came yeah, over asked for a lighter, lighter or something. Yeah, yeah. but it, it very, you know, definitely not. It was just like you know how you how it is in this, these studio um, things where there's multiple rooms. You know, everyone kind of says hi in the hallways and stuff. But yeah, until then, it was just kind of it was very uh, casual, uh, yeah, casual relationship. Definitely. Yeah. And then you know, just time passed, and he liked the, what we were doing, and we made some cool stuff together. And then um, you know, eventually we. Um, you know, Lawrence set up some actual in-person sessions for us and, um, you know, we got to make some stuff in person and, and, yeah. you know, since that's, that's just how the rest went. is history. Yeah. <laughs> and did you guys know of his music before, uh, working with him or? We did. Yeah, we did. Actually, Definitely. I was, uh, I, I like, sm- like smoking with the gods and like yeah. all those classics. Like I remember like a couple of my friends back in the day showing me those songs. And then when I heard his name in the studio, I was like, oh, I, He's Nexus. I know who that guy is, and uh, and yeah. So I definitely, I've I've been a fan of him for a while. So it was really cool to work with him. Uh, you know, yeah. it's still is great to work with him. And how many songs do you guys have with him now? Mm. I think somewhere like around twelve or fifteen. I don't know the exact number. Yeah, um, something like that. S- somewhere in that range. And he he's he's had a AK on some of those songs too, which is pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a couple of them, right? Yeah, too? I think we. Yeah, I think he's on two of ours for sure. Yeah. and uh, that that's also you know someone that I know that we, we both listen to under yeah, the, we under both like yeah. Um, and uh, so that was you know another cool experience. Um, kind of uh, you know, prior to us getting into music, like you know being able to work with people that we actually listened to before was really cool experience yeah yeah so Definitely. when you're working with artists is it like important for you guys to like lock in with them or are you just sending them the beats usually or how does that work when you're working with artists um it's totally different um with different artists um it's not 
I wouldn't say it's important to lock in with them for us. I would I would prefer to if it's somebody who I'm like I I like their music. I I hear their sound. I want to like really try to produce it. But then there's also situations and opportunities where you know working with artists that are not even in the same state as you and I wouldn't want to like give up an opportunity to work with somebody. So I'm a, we're very much on like both sides. Like send us send out beats, put us in a session, whatever is going to get you know get to the end, you know, and get us a cool record with the cool artist then you know we're there for it so mm-hmm. yeah. and some artists work differently too you know some <clears throat> excuse me um you know s- some might like to just record alone so you know getting them a beat pack is probably the best move right whereas some of them um you know like to just create in person so being in person with them is the you know is right. the move so it, it it depends very situational and do you guys like uh tap into like the different producers in LA or you guys kind of stick to your guys selves or is it important to be part to be part of like the LA music scene um I mean we we work with uh, you know a a lot of our friends fortunately are also producers so you know um obviously we do get introduced to people that we don't know and um and you know try to work with them because you never know what could happen um and uh but fortunately like a lot of our friends you know that we like to work with are also producers and it, it makes it easy do you guys yeah. know nug life by any chance nug life no oh, no i don't believe so oh, you gotta check out nug life nug life still he's had ak on a few songs uh rome streets fell the wonder dizzy right okay he's, cool he's dope as well yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. definitely check him out yeah it's from like L- la and san francisco he like travels between the two places Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Appreciate the recommendation. Hell yeah. yeah. So, so how'd you guys even come up with like Holy Beats as a title? Uh, we were just like thinking of names. Yeah. We were listing <laughs> off a ton of names I remember at the time. And then I don't think it, we didn't even think about that it would have any sort of like religious connotation. Which <laughs> yes. But we, we get that a lot. Like, but like, we were just like, oh, like, I don't know, these good beats. That, like, holy, I don't know. It's cool. Like, but we, like, yeah, it's funny. We'll like get people like on the Instagram, you know, thinking that, like, some, even on some of the Bruce Lee stuff. And like, you know, they're like, you know, very religious stuff. And it's like, hey, you know, like, we respect everyone's views, but this is not specifically a religious thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you look if you look up Holy Beats on YouTube, it comes with like sermons and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I, I didn't yeah. really quite think that one all the way through, but uh, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, we do have a YouTube page, and I'm, that's I'm, that's good to know that that's not the it's not the first thing that comes up. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, we'll have to put up some sermons. So yeah, Sunday service with Holy Beats. Yeah, exactly. I can see you guys like remixing like the Halo theme song though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> so how'd you come funny. up with the with the tagline the holy or how, how do you who can do it the best uh that's honestly it's it's a friend of it's ours our buddy uh john bangs yeah uh, we originally or, had like uh we knew we knew we wanted a beat tag mm-hmm. and uh we, we originally got like one of those uh i, I think it might be on some of the early azizi songs mm-hmm. but our our first beat tag was like one of those uh, fiver yeah you pay like five bucks and uh have the, this british woman you know <laughs> from who who knows where i don't know just on the internet somewhere yeah uh recorded like a random beat tag for us and, and it was it's holy beats yep. <laughs> uh 
And so at the time we were like, oh, this is cool. Like we, yeah, you know, and we then, didn't know. <laughs> yeah. And then as time went on, um, you know, like we didn't, it's, it's not always easy to come up with a beat tag. It's a lot of the times like, right. um, like I know his personal one, for example, is just, is another artist that he worked with. Um, and, and those are usually the best ones that come about. Like most of the big producer tags that you can think of, like, you know, Metro Boomin or Murder yeah, Beats, like right. those are all just artists, you know, for the most part. And they say something cool and they're like, oh, I want to use this as my tag. That's yeah. the natural way is much cooler. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's weird. Sometimes you can kind of tell when it's forced. Uh, and, oh yeah. There's, you can, there's some tags out there that are, and also some that are very long, which is like, I feel like, you know, especially if you're working with multiple producers that can get a little crazy. For sure. So <laughs> us, like ours a, being like just nice and short and, and easy and kind of, you know breathy and it, it's not harsh like yeah. there's definitely plenty of artists that are um uh that you know might not want certain tags on beats because they sound so like so abrasive yeah it's like... or they're too long or whatnot but no one's ever <laughs> asked us to take ours off which is a you know i think a good sign because yeah. it's just very simple and um you know can kind of you you, you notice it but it kind of blends into the background so yeah it's not... it could be a part of the beat too yeah. yeah yeah that was just our friend i think he just if i remember correctly he just said it like he was yeah. just like we were just he was just in the booth recording a song and he was just like holy <laughs> we like, oh wow okay wait like that's perfect yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. You, know, you never know how you're gonna come up with those and you know shout out to john banks yeah yeah there's some pretty funny ones. when it, i don't even know when like producer tags became a thing they weren't around in the 90s were they not that I remember. I think like I mean like in the Gucci main era, like the early like the Zaytovids and just like, I feel Blaze, like that's like when too. I yeah just, just Blaze, Blaze? Be like a pretty early yeah that'd be an early tag yeah I don't know I, I mean I don't honestly I don't know I feel like producers maybe started getting more credits mm. you know and it and like you know being a producer was became like, like a thing that people wanted yeah. to be a producer and have a name as a producer which yeah you weren't just some faceless person like you right. also had your brand too yeah. so like I think it was part of that you know branding as well. Right, and then tell me which one of you guys has like the the play machine? Uh, oh, well, that's a that's me and a couple of my buddies worked on uh, some songs together uh, for that Latin artist that we had mentioned. That oh. was my friend Sweet Sound and my other friend Bluey. Um, that's us three together when we produce stuff. Just like we were just talking about tags, like us, me, Bluey, and Sweet Sound all have our own tags, and we're like, this is gonna be a lot to put on <laughs> these records. So let's just like throw like a name on this, and we just like made it like a little click. Ah, uh, I feel that. The thing, yeah. things you find on social media, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, who, you did your research. Yeah, yeah. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> so who are some artists that like? Who are your like dream artists? You guys each have want to work with. Let's each name like three different people. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, obviously, like you know, really big artists like you know uh, the Drakes. For me, I'd say Future is a must. Okay. Absolute must. I can see that. With. Um. I. Uh, Casey Musgraves, okay. need it. Um, that would be really crazy. Um, and hmm, let's see. Let's say Justin Bieber. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <Pretty> epic. <laughs> I'm I'm shooting for the stars here. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I think uh, Justin Bieber's church. I think it's here in the Seattle area as well. Like oh yeah. Is. A lot of oh, yeah. a lot of cool artists actually come down to Seattle all the time. Sometimes it's like low key and no one even knows, but like Justin Bieber is like Bigfoot. You'll see him around Seattle every once in a while. That's cool. I mean, before I made music, I always had, you know, like a specific opinion about like, you know, like, oh, I was always like, I didn't really listen to his music. I would just see people like, oh, yeah. 
like that these people are obsessed with this guy yeah and then like once you become a musician and you're like damn like that guy's voice is crazy he doesn't have to use any auto tune like you just you can appreciate different things about stuff you know yeah do you guys have any crazy like celebrity encounters living in la you know um i mean definitely like outside of music for sure um you know that's it's you know kind of growing up you you know i remember you know seeing paris hilton at chipotle for example (laughs) 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 but like you know there's you know that that kind of stuff happens all the time um but as you know in the music world we've definitely you know like for example that old studio that we used to work at we used to run into a ton of you know big artists that um we weren't working with you know we were still pretty early on but it was just you know cool to see yeah um trying to think like uh like yg yeah. I remember seeing him, uh, Rory, um, uh, forget who else, but you know, it's, it's in those kind of environments, it's, it's easy to just run into. Yeah. You know, just like, like the, with the same kind of thing was those studio complex situations. Yeah. Have you ever seen like Kanye West or Kim Kardashian in the wild? I, I don't think so. I, I saw Kylie Jenner at CVS once. Oh, she, she's just like us. She goes to CVS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Crazy that I didn't say Kanye West for people to like need to work with. You, I can't, yeah. you can't get put on the spot yeah. with those questions. You yeah. never say the right answer. Especially, ooh, I could see you guys working with like Vori. Dude, Vori was like the MVP huh. of Donda, you know? Yeah, no, Vori's he's, cool. He's, he's incredibly really talented. Cool. Didn't we'll he definitely love his fans. voice. Yeah. He, he just got signed to Dream Chasers, right? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's so. with Meek now, I think. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he's, he's very dope. So what's uh, what's next for you guys? You guys got anything up and coming coming out? I know you guys just, uh, what was that thing that Azizi just dropped? It's not an album, it's a playlist or something. Right, yeah, he did. A, <laughs> he kind of took a lot of the stuff from this year because he dropped a, a whole ton of singles, Yeah, put it all in one place for people to listen to. And he's definitely on the brink of uh, dropping his next project. I saw he was posting something about it. Uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah, that's, excited for that one too. Yeah, that's. I think that's probably our the next yep. thing we have coming yeah, out. Next thing, and, um, and you know yeah. some other cool stuff in the works. Just don't don't always like to talk about it before everything's uh yeah. settled. But yeah, that's definitely something I feel like we've learned also <laughs> over the years, and like just kind of having a more experience is that like, you know, we've had, had been lucky enough to have a, like a lot of big artists cut on beats of ours, but they don't always come out. Yeah. So you know that's something that's just personally cool to us and makes us feel good like okay you know we know we have like a good enough product for these artists but you know it's not something that we really want to publicize because if it doesn't come out like who cares you know it's it's again it's cool to us but like right right nobody wants to be in that position of like oh i thought you said that you had this song coming it almost becomes a thing where i feel like i've jinxed it in the past dude i feel that so much you know what like i'm like you know what yeah we got this uh cool stuff coming up yeah, yeah. so you know w- with a lot of creative industries but music for sure it's like we've just kind of learned like nothing happens until it happens like a, you don't have a song with someone until it actually comes out yeah yeah and so um you know we just we're, we're excited about things we don't get our hopes up or expect anything to come out um i think that's you know probably something that that younger producers or like newer producers kind of can fall into and yeah um you know can kind of drain you because you you know you yeah. have these high hopes and then you're like oh wait it didn't come out like did i do something wrong you know or, you gotta get crushed a couple times yeah for sure it's, it's part yeah, of it yeah you <laughs> need to be told no a lot uh you know i know there are plenty of stages in our career 
earlier on where we were like, you know, we've got the product, like we know we're doing, you know, the speeds were making are really crazy and we got told no a lot. Mm. And like, it doesn't mean that they weren't good, but it made us, we still felt good about them, but it made us go back and like, yeah. you know, And then listening that. to it now, it's like, you know what, maybe those weren't ready for the level that we thought they were, you <laughs> yeah. know, but like, you don't know in the moment because it's the best thing you've ever made. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I feel that so much with like interviews, like either it's like a specific artist will say yes, or I've done the interview. And then like a manager uh-huh. will be like, actually, let's hold off. I'm putting this out. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so uh, what's some uh, advice that you guys each have for up and coming artists, creators, influencers? Hmm. Um, uh, let's see. I mean, for sure, you know, I, I think going back to kind of circling, bringing this full circle, connections are, yeah. are super important. And like, you know, you might be really confident in the, the um, you know, the beats you're making or the things you're writing. But, you know, they're, the chances of them going anywhere without, you know, getting out in the world and actually meeting people or, um, you know, connecting mm-hmm. with people, the chances of, of anything happening with them are pretty low. So, you know, um, you know, try to meet as many people as you, as you can, you know, try not to say no to, you know, sessions, even if it's not somebody you know or, yeah. you know, you whatnot, because if you you know, then you've made that connection and that also opens you up to all of their connections too, that, you know, they might be like, Oh, I have this artist I'm working with. We could make something for them. Right. And also, yeah, I get like DMS just to like the kind of this question that you're asking. And something that I always say is just like, really make sure that this is what you want to do. I feel like a lot of people have this like very like, like kind of like um, sparkly image of what it is. And it is like, we do do what we love, but like, you know, it takes like you have to want to do this so bad, so much more than everyone else who wants to do it. And all a lot of these other people will be working into hours when you would want to be sleeping and just stuff like that. Like if it wasn't something that I love to do, I would be, you know, it's like it's it's like, go ahead, try something else. It ha- You have to really love your, yourself and dedicate your life to this. That that would be what I would say. Yeah, because it's not like a normal nine to five job where you know you're guaranteed certain things. You There's no like, hours. It's just yeah, <laughs> you're. It's just like yeah, you're working as much as you know you want to, or which which you know is good and bad. Um, yeah. But you know you, you don't have anything guaranteed, so you really need to um, put your all into. I always say we, you're the last line of defense. Like you yourself are the last line of defense out here. So like make sure that like you know if you decide to to sleep and you decide to not do something, then like, you know, that's on you in the end of the day. And like, I know that like, like for me at least with my, when I'm putting it all in and doing it more than I even want to is when stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. And when I'm not all the way in, I don't, I don't see the same sort of results. Yeah. Oh, also one last thing actually for like up and coming producers. Um, are you, are you guys part of a record label? And if you are, is there any advice for to get part of one or if you're independent, is there some advice for being an independent producer? Mm. We're, we are independent. Um, yeah. And I mean, it just, uh, there's there's a lot of things you have to do. You're not just a producer at that point. You know, you have to, you're kind of marketing yourself. Yeah. You're your manager. You got to um, be responding to, you know, business emails or, um, you know, or, or making sure you get paid and making sure that things are, the songs that come out are registered properly. And um, so, you know, it, it, you can't just expect to only do production. That's just right. like one part of the job. You know, there's a lot of other things that it encompasses. So, right. And if you want to go the la- the route of like, you know, getting a, some sort of production deal or publishing deal, 
you know, that's a, that's always a good way to go. You know, you're you're going to be giving up a large percentage of like your actual like, you know, what you're getting off the song, but you're going to be given a lot more opportunities. You could catch like a cool advance, get some money. It really is situational. Like for me, that doesn't feel like what I'd want at this point. But, um, you know, like, yeah. Um, so it's a, yeah, there's a, there's so many ways to go about this. I feel like there's no like right way to be a producer. But I think that at least for me, like if I was going um, uh, to doing it independently is um, is great. But ne- uh, the one thing I would say that you definitely need to have is a lawyer, no matter what, like if you want to do that, like management is something that can be very helpful, a label, a publishing deal, all that stuff can be great. But you need somebody to look over your contracts and make sure that everything is right because people are really, you know, it gets crazy out here. Yeah. Yeah, sure. and even in our position, you know, we've looked over a lot of them at this point, and you know, we'll know kind of the general um, layout of things or like what certain terms mean. But even then, there's still things that like uh, that, you know, just doesn't make sense to someone that has not studied law. Right. And Layman so, terms. Exactly. Exactly. So exactly. That's uh, that's super super important for new producers because mm-hmm. they'll definitely get offered like a lot of things that you know um people they can get taken advantage of because... well yeah because the the, the the thing is there's like a standard contract that like gets sent and then it's your job to give it to a lawyer or take it into your own hands and negotiate but they're you know it's just how most business works they're gonna try to get the best deal on their end and then you know you have to negotiate what's good for yourself so yeah legal very important right. yeah definitely worth it and what is the easiest way for uh people to reach you guys um we're on we're on instagram Instagram, twitter Um, yeah twitter um those are probably our two most active um social media accounts yeah platforms um and um yeah i believe on instagram i think we're holy underscore beats and on twitter i think we're it's holy beats um so either dm and us um you can send us an email at it's holy beats at gmail um and he's gonna know. give you his personal phone number as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And your uh, credit phone. card, social media <laughs> number. You know. Yeah, while yeah, my, we're while my, we're out here, let me grab my wallet. Though. My CBB <laughs> code on the back of my card is uh, one two three. No, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. One two three Fake Street is what I live on. Um, but yeah, so any of those, we respond to our, you know our DMs, and I'm always checking that because you know you never know what's who's gonna message you. Yeah. 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 Well, I appreciate you guys coming on the podcast. Uh, I end the podcast by saying this is the NAS podcast, and you guys say your name. So this is the NAS podcast with Holy Beats. And we did it.